Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to Faux Prophets Podcast. With me today, my guest, Kwabena Nixon. Did I say it correctly? Yes, sir. Kwabena. Kwabena. Yes, sir. All right. So get right into it. What got you started in education? Well, actually, I was I've been counting in education since I was a young man, you know, okay. when I was in uh coming out in college. In the summer I worked in the uh you know, summer programs. I was in the classroom and being in there really want, made me want to assist. So uh, being in there, I would work in the summertime. And then later on, I changed my major to education. I may change my major to education. And also just wanted to give what I didn't feel like I got when I was in school. I mean, really, that was the main thing. I'd never forget going into a uh, counselor's office when I was in high school. I wasn't the best student by any means. However, uh, I was curious, you know, watch one of these after school specials and they was talking about what you could do. I got motivated. So when I went in there and I was trying to tell them, you know, I want to be a writer, et cetera, it was kind of like, yeah, that's nice. And they gave me a trade school pamphlet, you know, mm. now I wasn't saying I was like, knew that was, but I just didn't seem like that was how that should have went. So I said, if I ever get the opportunity, I would give a student, ask them what they want. And that's what led me into it. From that point on, I went to, Film school, and when I stopped film school, I joined the education ranks. Okay. So film school, what was your interest in that? Had that always been a thing for you growing up? Were, were you always interested in film or acting? Well, I, it's crazy, right, King? I was well, I always, well, first off, uh, before I did anything, I was a poet. I'm I, I okay. a spoken word artist. I do I do spoken word. I'm a writer. For sure. Speaker. So, uh I wrote a poem in uh, sixth grade because uh, Miss May, my teacher, my father got killed when I was 11. He got mm. killed the night before. And I didn't tell anybody when I went to school. You know how we grow up. You know, that's our business. Uh, my grandmother uh, loved me, but, she, you know, emotions wasn't how. You understand what I mean? It was your father died. And yeah. She took it her way. Um so when I went to school and they asked me to, it was time for basketball, I said I didn't do my homework. And since uh, I couldn't, I didn't do my homework, I couldn't play. So I tore the classroom up. Like I tore the classroom up. And I mean, literally. And the teacher, Miss May, may she rest. I don't know where she is, but I've been looking for her. Somebody told me she passed, but she told me that I had, if I could do it, if I write a poem. So I wrote a poem. Uh, black is my color, black is my pride, black is something I cannot hide. When I look in the sky, what do I see? I see a black sky like me. Now, I didn't do it that fast. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do it that fast, but I did it. And after I did it, uh, it was too late. I told the classroom up, but she took my poem and she placed it on the wall. Mm. And for the first time, I got some attention. And then they took the poem and they put it downstairs in the hallway. And then they let me read it at announcements. And I got my attention. The next poem I wrote was at my father's funeral. That was the next poem I wrote. So, my uh, condolences. Thank you, King. I uh, and uh, I wrote that poem at eleven, and uh, you know, growing up and you watching like Cooley High and um, you know these movies about coming of age and John Singleton had just Maddie Rich had just dropped the movie straight out of uh, Brooklyn, right? And I remember watching that, and I was like, I could do that. I could write about where I come from. I was growing up on the West side. I'm in the heart of it. I'm in the middle of it. I'm in, I'm in that lifestyle, out that lifestyle back and forth. And I remember watching that and I was like, I can do that. And unfortunately, uh, 
three friends, I, three people, I, several friends got killed over a six week period. And I, I just moved to Atlanta. I came back and I went to Columbia for film school. And uh, that was that. I always wanted to tell stories. And that's what led me into writing and telling those stories. Okay. Uh, growing up in Chicago on the South Side or the East Side, side. as they call it. No, I'm, I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about myself. Okay. Now. All right. <laughs> so growing up here in Chicago on the South Side or the East Side, uh, I had friends who lost family members, mothers, and fathers to gang violence or, or, or necess not necessarily gang violence, but they were innocent right. bystanders in it, right. you know, just standing outside on the porch or whatever. Right. And when a person or a family member gets killed, yours, mine, whoever it is, it's it's an impact that we don't know how to channel, deal That's with, right. and it becomes misplaced anger and, and aggression, right? Often with young black men, we tend to hold it on the inside and say nothing. And the only, only thing that ever validates it for us is our anger and our frustration, right? No doubt. As a man who wanted to help change the system and the way it works, did you ever come up with your own ways and solutions to get the young men, the young men, the young brothers to talk about that? Because I yes. know I, I know one, and I'll say this about myself. I harbored a lot of anger, a lot yeah. of anger. I was very angry. I had a, a, a big aggression problem. Man, I could I could almost smash your face through a wall if, if you gave me enough time. Uh -huh. So, so uh -huh. for you, were you able to uh, counteract that and find solutions and ways for the young men to 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 uh express themselves without it becoming violent right and i just want to say king i heard that chicago on your voice just now when you <laughs> <laughs> i love it man. Just, i had to throw that in there because you know i know our accent and i yeah. know i you know that dialect so when i hear it i go yeah be from chicago yeah so. you know it you know it. it's a certain <laughs> it's a certain twinge on them words you know what i'm saying and, and it, it you know out. it when you hear it yes sir it come out uh being an artist uh being an artist, me and my brother Muhib Dyer, we created Flood the Hood with Dreams. Okay. And in that, we have a conflict resolution training. One of the ways I was able to channel mine to your original question is through my art. My art always saved my life. The writing, the journaling, my art gave me an identity. My art gave me a voice and my art gave me that thing that it gave me an insight that it's a bigger world than the 10 block radius I'm on. When we work with young men, because we do come from hip hop, hip hop is a way of expressing that pain, right? We All of that, the message, uh, 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 Pac, uh, um, Scarface, all of that, whatever we heard, they were expressing that pain. Mm -hmm. So with young men, we did spoken word. We tried to let them hear our story, the power of storytelling. And then the other thing, is let them use writing to release that anger. Cathartic writing, like they get to talk about it and they can be unapologetic. So we do this exercise, we let them be un unapologetically honest about what's going on in their life. And they just put the music on and we just write. And then they have to read it. So that's the releasing. The other thing is we really are heavy on King, social emotional language, mm -hmm. knowing your triggers. I host it every third Monday of the month in the city of Milwaukee. We have Real Men, Real Talk Barbershop. And in that circle, it's a healing for black and brown men. The youngest person is 15. The oldest person is 75. We just let them know, one, it's okay to be angry. Ain't nothing wrong. We black men in America. You black. There's a lot we need to be angry about. Yes. Yes. But the power of it is how do you channel that anger? You know what I mean? Every super, and if I can be, you know, my Marvel comics, DC comics, 
they say every superhero has anger. Mm-hmm. It's the channeling of it. I heard this great, and you may have seen it um, in your work. They tell this story because you're talking about the young men. They tell a story about the hero and the villain. They say same story, huh? Same story, right? Hero, same story. But the only difference is the the hero says, "I don't want anybody to go through this pain," so he goes out his way to help them. The villain job is. I'm going to make everybody feel what I felt so they can know how I felt. Because he so internalizes it. Yeah, the general, like here, I'm all y'all going to feel this, right? And I'm going to spread it out like a disease. So we ask young men, one, and also, and let me say this too, don't let 30 seconds get you 30 years. Oof. Like King, think about what's going to happen. Mm. I mean, you got to really, so when we're dealing with young men, and it could be some intense situations, and we say, hold up. Take a look at this picture now. You need to really see how this going to go. You hit him, this going to happen, this going to happen, and this is the long term, right? And the judge is not coming leniency. He's not going to sit with you and say, oh, man, you grew up in a rough neighborhood, and I understand. It's not happening that way. Mm-mm. They look at black boys already get treated older than they are. Correct. Right? So we're asking a young man, family, look at your life. Pay attention to this. I know it might be rough now, but if you do this, the consequence is going to be severe. So we try to do several things. One, if we're in a room, write your problems down. Two, don't be, know your trigger. Don't be afraid to let people know you in my space. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, um, I'm not I'm having a good day. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Hey, man, look, let's talk it out, right? Yeah. And I understand where we at in our neighborhood. Sometimes it's hard, but try to avoid those situations because where you going where you trying to go, if you do this over here, it's a chance you can't get out. So mm-hmm. pay attention big time of your future because that's, I think black boys are dying. All of us, not just black boys, but mostly black and brown boys is they stop dreaming. If you can't see your life five years ahead of time, it's scary. So Very every scary. move you make is whatever, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm whatever, I'm, I'm with whatever happened. No, that's not how it go. We've been there coming from the areas we come from. Like, man, he hit me. Well, I, Go get your lick back. Getting your lick back could be the last lick you take on yes, the free sir. part of the on the other <clears throat> side of the bars. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. So just try to get them to see what the world can be like and how can you contribute to it. Don't get caught up in the thirty seconds for thirty years. Mm, thirty seconds for thirty years, man. And it's a lot of young men who made that mistake, yeah, all true. out of not being emotionally stable not being emotionally intelligent and making bad decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say this again, I, I had those issues for a very yes. long time and it's still there. It rumbles. Yeah. It rumbles. Like, and I had to talk to myself like, Hey, you know, we yeah. no, like talk, talk to these people or walk it, walk off and then come back and, and talk to them once you're calm and you mm-hmm. can voice your opinion and how you feel the correct mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes you see the young man, out of emotion and out of the group of people that they're around who are also emotionally uh, unintelligent, they make these brash, rash decisions that often lead to the penitentiary of death. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're looking at the music, right? So the music is is a, is a lot more hyper now. It's a lot more hyper. And, and a sense of the music is basically just telling people just to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Kill. yeah. Don't matter what happened, kill them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when you're hearing it, you're like, man, I never heard, Hip hop be this aggressive and this violent at no point in time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
the, the young men or the so-called rappers, they, a lot of these young boys aren't even rappers. No, no. It's the easiest part now. Yeah. yeah. It's the easiest part. I call it, you said it's hyper. I call it low frequency music. It's, it is. It is. Because everything is asking you to work from your lower level. And, and you know, we I'm an artist. Right? From your animal instinct. Yeah. It's from the most animalist instinct. And um, it's a programming. You know what I mean? Mm. We know this is a programming to say die young. You know what I mean? It's the it's the thing we call it. We call it murder music. You yes, know? sir. Yes, sir. And, and the hardest thing is, King. If I can, I don't even get on the youngins as much because somebody's promoting it. Because all they can do is rap it, right? If no nobody buy, you know. Remember when uh, I get this? Hip hop is trendy, right? You know, whatever is working, that's what we doing, right? Correct. You remember when? I'm 40, I'm 54. So so I remember when Kane put the three stripes in his eyebrow and we all went out, got three eyebrow stripes, right? And I and I and I, so I, I was listening to something, right? And I said, Well, if you think about the whole landscape of what we our young people are listening to and involved in, right? We saying don't die young, everything on there is saying die young. It's yes. a soundtrack for young death. Yes. The funeral gonna look good, right? They're going to be on Facebook talking about you, right? Um, you're going to get thousands of likes, gang, gang, et cetera. So you got more love and death than you did in life. Terrible. Everybody honored you on that day. They're going to make a song about you. So in your lifetime while you was living, nobody applauded you like they applauded you in your death. And you and will be forgotten in six months or less. It will be done. The shrine will be down. The shrine will be down in three days. I have a poem called If This Be My Last Word. And I open up with that. And I say, in three days, they gonna get, we got to remove the shrine. And this is the last place we remember you. It's $1,500 on the ground, a bottles of Hennessy, Moet, or whatever. The balloon going to get no air in it. The, the picture going to fade. Uh, uh, the teddy bear going to be wet. This is the last place the world see. This is the soundtrack of death. So... They're only putting out what they know. They only putting out what they know. But the company is, you understand what I mean? The 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 the, the people who are in charge of it are yeah, saying this is out. the music that we want you all to hear. Right. Because it programmed us right when we heard Public Enemy, like, oh whoa, I take this chain off and I got a black medallion on. Right. We had the same thing. It was a balance. It wasn't. You know what I mean? It's not, it was not saying go die young. No. This, this this dude cracked this joke. He said, man, I was listening to a whole room full of serial killers just now. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. The oh, body, yeah. you, you count the body. So what I try to say to the young brothers, especially in Shy, where you know, I, I think the term is the drill music. Yes, sir. And even here is like family. Really take a look at your life, King. Like, really look at your life. Ops, this whole term now, my ops, like. When we become at war so much that we gotta start hollering at my ops. And, and before it was the ops, we were savages. Remember they, savage. were call, they were calling each other savage. Yeah. I'm a goon. You're demon goon. time. We on demon, demon time. time. And I'll be telling the young men, I'll be like, hey, be careful of the words that you use, right? Because you're spelling. And when you spell these words and you put them together, you cast a spell. Those sentences have power. Yeah. So when you when you say it about yourself, you're inflicting. You're telling you're telling the universe the vibration. Hey, I want that. This is what I'm looking for. Give it to me, right? And, and it, it's going it's going to answer. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. You know, and it, it, you know, King, and something we use we use a lot of mantras and chants. 
We just imagine 300, 100 and some black men. I was in Chicago. Shout out to my brothers in the symbol organization, uh, Gaylord Thomas and um, uh, several other brothers. It was founded by Gaylord Thomas, but the symbol organization is safe in my brother's arm, right? And we do a lot of too black, too strong. What time is it? Nation time. Even the chat we do with the young men, they can't leave the room till we do this chant where we go, I. Uh, uh, well, this the I will not die young chant. We just have them saying it over and over again. I did a contest where they had a poem they had to write. They thought it was a contest. I was just getting them to put it in the order. You understand what I mean, King? Mm. Put it on paper and read this daily. I will not die young because I want my mother to see me succeed. I will not die young because I won't be a statistic. Whether they believed it or not, for 30 minutes, I got them to put that on paper and I kept that journal. So when I type it up and give it to them, they got to read it. You know mm. what I mean? In your worst time, you got to go and go, I will not die young. And I pull it back out. Look, this is what you told me. Yeah. Man, on this, he did this. No, but look what you said. You said you won't die young. This is your mantra, right? So we, it's so trendy. Remember a while back when Jay did the 444 album, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? All powerful telling album, other, at least in my opinion, other than when Pac did Me Against the World, right? If Jay album wins an award for that, if his, that album wins an award, right? It's got to be a shift in the music business now, right? Because now telling the truth, being uh, uh, vulnerable, yeah, uh, uh, being open, talking and being honest about what you did, yeah, that changed the game. How you hurt your wife, knowing that How you, you didn't want to, knowing right? you didn't want to lose her, but you had messed right. up to the point where she was on her way out the door, right? And you had to come and be vulnerable and be honest, take some of the misogyny out of it. Yep. That was a classic album. If that album wins, that's a shift in the industry. Because now you got to go buy that. Like the time when Kanye hit us. Oh, nobody want to hear that no more. This is what we want to hear. Like when we heard the public enemies in the laureate. I'm not saying we got to be preached to, but no, no, we once that music to. comes out, it changes but, everything. Correct. And the industry does not want our people to be going, you know what? What's up, King? You don't want me acknowledging you as King. You don't want Correct. me being vulnerable, being emotional, aware. Because if we do that, then black boys ain't going to jail. And the black boys ain't going to jail. You we ain't filling prisons. Prison. Got to close. And if you close prisons, somebody gonna lose a job. And yeah. psychologists and and, and 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 the pill medicine people yeah. and all them white boys, all them white boys in them corn fed towns, they lose their jobs. They lose their jobs. Now, now they ain't right. no more security officers. No, but no. and that's the thing, bro. I tell the young man when I'm talking to him all the time. I said, you know, you only seconds away for giving some to giving somebody a job. And they go, what do you mean? I, I tell them, you make a bad decision, you end up in jail. You are worth sixty thousand dollars to the uh, to the uh, prison industry. Come on. You're worth sixty thousand dollars or more. Come on. And every time one of y'all go in there, someone else gets hired. You help someone else get a job. Come on. Stop Come on. employing the prisons. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's a, I, t I keep telling them it's a setup. I tell them hip hop ain't what it used to be or what it started out as. They have literally given the music over to an, another body and group of people and told them, don't let them put out that type of music. That's rebellious music. You can't have that. We don't That's want them to know that they're supposed to grow their hair out. We don't want them to know that their hair is actually antennas that uh, link them to the universe. And they actually, uh, uh, that's how they actually are in tune with themselves in the, in the universe and what they're supposed to actually do. We don't want yeah. them to know that. We don't want yeah. them to know that it wasn't called dreadlocks. It was originally called locks. Come on, King. We don't want Teach. them to know that. Teach. Teach. We, don't know, we don't want them to know that it was called dreadlocks because Italian people went over there and when they couldn't conquer Ethiopia, they called it the dreaded locks. That's right. That's we don't right. want them to know that. That's right. 
That's right, King. Say less. We don't want them to know all this, all this, all this great dope stuff that they did. We don't want them to know any of that. We want them to think that they are killers and drug dealers and they are entertainers. And as long as they, they feel that they are entertainers, they won't rise to their highest potential and their higher yeah. selves. They'll mm -hmm. always be animals and they'll always think of themselves as animals. They'll mm -hmm. call each other as killers, dope Murder. dealers, hustlers, yeah. murderers, savages, and they'll be on demon time. And that's yeah. what they do. Yeah. You have to change the language. Our goal is, ch our job, King, is to change that language. Change the language, man. Change the vibration. I try to do it all the time. And I mm -hmm. tell the young men, I said, man, I, I, I wish y'all could have seen me in my, in, in my teens and in my 20s doing the stuff that y'all was doing. I said, mm -hmm. y'all just have more access to, to the foolery than I did. That's it. For us, there was a discipline. It started out from a conversation going wrong to us mm -hmm. throwing hands. Mm -hmm. And usually after we threw hands, that was when it was over. Right. It only got access. into something very negative when it couldn't just get solved and, and somebody had went over the tipping point. It's the access. Because how old are you, King? You don't mind me asking. 42. Okay, so I'm 54. We up in there. Yeah. We up in there, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, like, the last time, we, 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 you, your generation, we probably the last ones that grew up in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why it was a little easier to... Even our aggression is somebody can grab you and be like, come on, man, not here. You know, Miss Johnson, elders, it was a community. Now you probably, what, people live in the neighborhood for maybe two months, three months. Yeah, It's very transient. Everybody coming in and out. So there's not a loyalty to that neighborhood. You know what I mean? They may holler it, but they don't necessarily live in that area. So the hardest thing now to that statement when you say we'll fight and then come back is because we didn't really turn to tribes mm -hmm. like we really that's 18th street we don't go over there yeah and that's this and we you know most kids don't even they with, especially in chicago if i'm right the closing of so many schools mm. a lot of cats don't go to school in their neighborhood and you're not leaving your neighborhood especially in the times we live in you know i went to marshall high school um uh, in chicago right i live on springfield i live on springfield and van Bruen. Okay. To get to Marshall, I got to go to Jackson Street. Where I live is Foles. I got to walk from Jackson. If I catch the, we walk, I got to walk from Jackson to Central Park. Mm -hmm. Central Park is a part of it, but depending on the weekend and whatever happened, they might be into it with us. So we can be cool. But now we got to go from Central Park to Homan. On mm. one side is unknowns. On the other side is so. So depending on... It what it could go. I could be cool with them today, and they let you know it's what it is, or it could be a war going on. Yeah, we get around the corner. When I finally get to the steps of marshals, they're GDs and disciples. Yeah. So I got to get through them to get to the in the building. Yeah, and we get in the building. We if you live in my neighborhood on Pulaski, nobody is stand after eighth period. We all like, hey, uh, uh, we we got to go to like, look. He can't stay here after eighth period. Because he got to go home with us. We all got to walk home together. That's a fact. And if it was like that in my time, I can only imagine what it's like now where you say, so you got to almost applaud a kid just for getting to school these days. That's Because if, if I had to walk through that, I can only imagine what they got to walk through. Yeah. So you got if I if he get through the door and he might smell like marijuana, his eyes might be low, but hell, he need a He mom. made it. But getting in the building, we can work it. from that point on. Yeah. But I just need you in the building. If he yeah. in the building, we can pull some magic together. 
You and understand? It's, it's crazy to, to speak on that. We went from organizations to factions and tribes. Yes. No, no yes. leadership. And, and, you know, oftentimes you hear how the federal government say, they say, all you got to do is cut the head off the snake and the body will just wiggle and wither until it dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's what we're facing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it's very sad to see, man. I often like to, to not to just continue to harp on it, but I often tell the young man, be aware of the music that you're listening to and the things that you're saying toward people. Always mm -hmm. be aware of the music because the music mm -hmm. that you listen to and that you like, it isn't your life is someone else telling their life story. And in mm -hmm. certain versions of the music that you listen to, a lot of these guys ain't that's wearing these chains and they got these guns. That's not their life either. Yeah, It's yeah. an image. An image yeah. consultant has been bought in to make these guys look like that. And a mm -hmm. the one moment you run up on that guy and it's just you and him and he can't give you an autograph and you want to slap him, you can probably slap him and get away with it because certain ones of them, ain't they ain't that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the promotion of the image. You absolutely because it's right. the promotion of the image of being a gangster and being tough and and and, and all this all all this craziness that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. and, and I often wonder. I ask them from time to time, what what music do you all have that promotes love? Like who 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 are the, who are the people that you have you all have in music that promotes love? Where's the R and B? Because now they're trying to throw R and B and hip hop together. Now, what, mm -hmm. how do you guys separate it? You know, the, the the other thing, King, is that there is no one is going to promote black men as human. Mm -mm. It's not safe to vote, promote us as humans. Mm -mm. It's because if you promote us as humans, then you have to treat us as humans. And you don't shoot humans in the back. You don't put your knee on humans neck. You don't do you. Don't, you understand what I mean? You don't rape other human beings. You don't chattel slavery other human beings. So if you take. It's this book called Brainwash. If you get a chance, anybody listening, check it out. In Brainwash, she said, it wasn't the fact that they took us off the boat. This is to what you say with the image. It wasn't to the fact they took us off the boat doing slavery. It's the fact that when we got off the boat, the boat smelled like God knows what. Mm -hmm. been, all right? Our hair was all over the place. Our shackles was on. Arms and limbs cut off. Women with their breasts. They didn't see humans. They saw animals. They dehumanized us that day. Yeah. That was the greatest marketing ever, because after that, all they ever saw us was his animals. Yeah. So the best way to exterminate us, and I do say that, is to promote the image of what they're promoting now. We don't take care of our children as black men. Which is that which is which is false. We right? definitely take care of our children. Black boys are not reading, which they are. We are not graduating, right? Uh we are uh patriarchal. You know, we it's our way or no way in the household. Um, uh, 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 we uh, the sexual proudness, right? We 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 uh, object promiscuous, our, yeah, all of that. So this is what's promoted, right? And and every, Spike Lee, Malcolm, Denzel, for all the work he did, he got an award for Training Day. Right? He didn't get an mm. award for Malcolm, right? He didn't get an award for Malcolm X or Hurricane no. Carter. He right. got an award for training day being a negative person right the last several movies that won awards about black people are from slavery point of view yep the ones that we show with any so you can't honor that you have to honor the other because the system is doing exactly what it's doing if i show this image enough this is what we believe so if young boys see this enough this is what's over and over again mm -hmm. right this is how you look this is what's happening 
you'll start believing that this is yes. what I'm supposed to be. I'm it's in a music. It's in a TV. It's in a right? neighborhood. This is the neighbor. I'm supposed to pop pills. I'm supposed to run into a car. I'm, I'm supposed to do all of that. So that's what they're promoting. Our fight is to a young man. My conversation with them is to say, when you when this happens, they're not telling the other side. When they say, I shot up the block, that they talk about the little girl that was shot, why they shot up the block. The if baby I say I was selling more keys than anybody, do you talk about the destruction that was done? So you understand what I mean? Let's make it fair and balanced. When, remember when your man Jeezy used to say, I keep the rest of the keys in my auntie house. Well, what, did you tell about the story when they ran and took your auntie house that she'd been working for 30 years? Talk about she, it. They took everything. So we're not saying that. If a rapper says I'm telling the truth, okay, well, I, I need you. I'll put life on it. Come into this classroom with me and tell me what you're saying is not affecting the outcome of what our young men are going with. So they are going to promote the image. It's up to us. They're not going to promote love music. They don't mm -hmm. want soul music. Mm -hmm. Soul music had James Brown in it, right? Hip hop had James Brown in it. That was the sample. That's defiant music. You bobbing your head. There's not a sample of James Brown anywhere in hip hop music. No, no Roger Troutman, no Zap, no Earth, Wind and Fire, none of that. That's what we grew up on. No Isley Brothers, music, none of it. None of it. No, because... That's a, that's connecting us to who we were. That's why we were able to listen to our parents when it got thick, because if they heard us playing that, it tunes in. Now we can have a conversation. They moved all that out. Here we are in love music, right? It's great R&B, but they're not putting that on because no Tank said it on that interview. Nobody cares about a black man's love. They don't want to see us love. They would literally see us hate. So whatever music we can sell, whatever... Mm. Fights we can sell to show the worst of who we are. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to show that uh, this guy, uh, what's the brother's name from Chicago now? He, he sing like Marvin Gaye. Uh, I, uh, I can't, August, yeah. uh, 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 London, uh, uh, October London. Okay. Brother, okay. October London. Okay. October London is making great music. Eric Robeson, they all make great music. Anthony mm. Hamilton makes great music, but it's not that brothers don't want to hear it. They it's, it's it's put down on the radio. Ah, no, that's not what we want to play. That's not They're what not we want to play. play. And and for, just to speak on that a little bit further, a black man's love is the strongest love in the world. Of course, of it's course. always been the strongest love. Of course, because a black man's love provides protection, security, and a and a confidence that no one else can give you. And they know that. Yeah, yeah. It's not well. Again, King, I you know what we're dealing with when you asked about education when we ask about the images if you if we say that and we show that that's a change now right mm -hmm. we have to find this is what i believe we definitely have to do we have to find a way as yours applaud you for your platform appreciate platforms it. like this to be global to show the best of who we are and and, and own it because when you own this content that you have we got to make this popular we got to put this out like they put the who the most committed wins, right? So if they go in the studio and make some nonsense or they put this show on TV to show the worst who we are, then we got to go put four good shows on to show the best who we are. Yep. We might not get to the mainstream, but right here, this is we this content we created. We got to, have to continually put this type of content out, creating repetition. Stories, yes, sir. Books, these conversations because. Yes. Yeah, we can't we might not be on television, but at the same time, 
but I'm here and I'm doing the work. There you go. And as long as I'm doing the work, I know that I'm I'm doing the right thing. And I know eventually I will reach the people that I'm supposed to reach. I don't have to reach everybody. I just have to reach the people I'm supposed to. That's fair. As long as we hit them. You know, as he said, if ignorance is loud, this is a quote I use. If ignorance is loud, freedom has to be twice as loud. Mm. You have freedom. So we got to get as much. We got to. I tell my squad, anytime we do something good with young people, anytime we working, doing, showing, show it off. They put money in their ear, put your book up on your ear, right? They show about how, they show about, uh, you know, what they took, show about what we gave. They show about how it's falling, let's show how we build it. We have to, we got to go tit for tat. You understand what they put down there, RIP so-and-so, okay? Let's show them how many young men are alive today. Yep. Because a young boy gonna see this and he got it. This would be the faith that he needs to see, like, oh shit, it's possible. Yep. You can go through all this they went through from the south side to the east side and west side of Chicago to Harlem, all of that. We have to make living long look good again. Cause dying young, they're making it look so pretty. They make it prison and standing for something too. Yeah. yeah, we got to. We have to. I think, but I think all that ties in. Cause if you live long, you're gonna stand for something. A young man got that- to gets through what we go through, he going to stand for something because me and you got through that. So that's why we going back and getting somebody. Have to. And, and, and that's one of the things I, I always said, you know, if I if I made it this far, I made it this far for a reason. You know, that's being so. involved in different programs, being and sometimes it ain't even just the program, uh, the programs. Sometimes it's just being on a bus or being on a train and being around these young guys and seeing the way they acting. And then you ask them, what makes you want to do that? Or you think that you think that's cool? How long do you think you're going to be around doing that? Mm-hmm. And they start looking mm-hmm. at me and they and, and the conversation turns sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, sometimes you know, it don't. That's yeah, sometimes, sometimes they, they're, they're upset and they're emotional. But what I learned from dealing with the young men and the young women, they always want someone to talk to. And they always want to be led properly. It's just that no one is really doing it. And some people uh, don't have the time. And some people just won't take the time to talk to them. Yeah, it's, it's not my child. Yeah. It's our favorite. It's not my child. These kids out of order. They're not listening. And, and, to, listen. and to that, I say you shouldn't say anything about the children if you're not going to do nothing to be involved in the help. No. no taxation, hey, no taxation, no representation. You that is. Pay, you, know, you can't speak. You know, we we just did a, um, I do real men, real talk. And we were sitting in a circle at one of the, I don't say everything because it is confidential, but that was a conversation of, uh, I'm telling her what to do and she not listening. And I told her to get over it uh, and suck it up. The conversation was uh, healing in your own time, right? One of the young men that were in there, well, not young men, but a bunch of the brothers, about, y'all about the same age, he got triggered. And he said, the very thing you saying to me is the same thing. I mean, same thing you saying your daughter is the same thing my father said to my sister. Wow. Suck it up. And that's why she has some of the moments she had, right? Um I think too, King, with all the trauma we go through as black men, as, as black people, period, with all the trauma we've been through, sometimes it's overwhelming when we see, you know, like, damn, can they get it? I, I can be honest, in my classroom work and my travels, I have looked at some young people and been like, man, I don't know if he gonna make that out of it. You know what I mean? I have to, like, I do a real assessment. Like, I look at the family. I look at his belief system. I look at so-and-so. I'm gonna give them everything I got. Anytime I was in the classroom, when I taught in the classroom legitimately, I, you know, I later on left and do what I do now, spoken word and motivational speaking. But when I was in the classroom, 
I would tell them, I cannot control what goes on at your house. Mm -hmm. I have little to do about who is and who isn't. But I said, if you do this, if you walk through this door, I'll provide these things. I'll have protection. If you need clothing, I'll get a little clothing. If you need food, I'll do all of that. But you got to give me something back. You got to give me your full attention here. I cannot. When you go home, I can't go home with you, nor can I take you home with me. But if you stay here. And you give me everything you got, I promise we're going to get something out of everything, every inch of this class from reading to, because King, I'm going to be honest, I did more of their social awareness and social emotional learning than I would do with their math, science, and social studies. Because okay. I really believe that if I take care of your lower needs, as I say on the Maslow's hierarchy, if I take care of your most basic safety, your, uh, uh, your, 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 your food, uh, hunger, um, feel good, affirmation, and a safety place, everything else going to fall. You're going to want to read. You're going to want to participate because we're going to make this love. This is going to be fun. I've always thought education should be engaging. So that's what I've always tried to do in anything I do. And that way, when you do leave this room and you got to go back to that drama, one thing I believe we know that this is temporary. I can get out of these circumstances. This is not always going to be like mm -hmm. this. I can see past this. This is momentarily. If I, you understand what I mean? Yes. Because some of us in those circumstances, when you're in a classroom and you've been told you ain't going to make it and you got family members, to, your, your, your vision of what you can be is so like, I don't care. You know, I'm not going to get out of this. So, you are external, but when we instill it in our youngest age and we get the belief, they won't worry about the outside world. They they paying attention to the inside world. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here. I'm on the low end. I'm on the west side. I'm in the trenches, but I ain't going to stay here. I ain't got to stay right. here. And now they're looking at you as a point of reference to say, point well, reference. if they it's did possible. it. Yeah. Exactly. It's possible. The magic word I say, this, this is why I ask as many brothers and sisters to come back to the school. You don't have to have a professional. You don't have to have a degree. You know, they just need to see how I get out. I they want to see the average everyday man. Like, what do you do, man? I you know I drive the bus. They applaud that because you can. Hey, all they need to know is it's possible. They then just need to see it's possible because everybody else is reminding them it's not. And you if you ain't hustling, you ain't gonna make it. You ain't got no jump shots, you ain't gonna make it. You know, if you girl, if you ain't pretty, you ain't gonna make it. Uh, if you ain't got no slick tongue, no man. No, take all of that. If you survive where we come from, this is, I just believe, I just think, man, we so resilient that like, I'd be like, it's okay. This scar is a stripe. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and and they going through so much that if they get through it, when they get, what we went through, that's why we laugh. I'm quite sure you've had these moments where you like, man, that ain't nothing. You know what I done been through to get to this point? Please. I laugh, I laugh it off, bro. I laugh like, off a lot of the stuff that like when people say, Man, I, I can't do this, or I'm tired of or this. I'd be laughing, like, bro, if you knew what it took to just to make it to this age, man. Save it. I'm all right, King. You can't that's all you almost my brother Muhib, as I say, one of the phenomenal poets. He got a point where he says, Is that all you got? You know what I mean? Like, is that's it? Hey, that's that was gonna be it. something similar was gonna be the tattoo that I was gonna get. It was gonna be uh crocodile skin being peeled out from under the flesh that i have and it was mm. gonna say uh to survive this world you have to have thick skin you know what mm. i mean and that was gonna be the tattoo that i was gonna get and what people don't understand is they they ask me oftentimes like why are you so calm 
when things are happening. I say, because I don't know, I don't know to panic. Like panic doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. I've been through very terrible things that my mom uh, had to go through, my sisters and myself that we had to go through. So when you talk about panic, I don't know panic. All I know is how to be resilient, figure out a way to get through it and then get to the other side and be focused on that. I don't worry about the things that anybody else may say or say they're going to do. If you don't put my life in danger or my family's life in danger, I'm going to leave you alone. Right. That's right. right? But I'm going to focus on the things that, that I need to focus on to get to where I'm going. And, and, and when I look at some of the some of the people who who, who are panicking and they're, they're 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 frazzled or they're thrown off by everything, it's like, man, you might you must not have been through nothing, man. No, no. Well, that's that's the like I said, man, that's the beauty of our, our people. You know, if you take everything you've been through, you know, if it don't break you, it's going to make you. I'm a firm believer. If it don't break you. And that's a hard statement. But it's the truest I know. If it did break you, it's gonna make you. You yeah. know what I mean? The very, the very things that came to destroy you. If you face them, and it's hard, but if you face them, if you can face them, you can look it in the face and say, "Come on, I'm gonna walk through it. You, you gonna be okay." Yeah. And then you, you come out on the other side and say, "Oh, I just got a scar." Okay, cool. That's all I got. This is that was it. That's all it was—a scar. Now I move on to the next phase of this thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's, it's, it's very simple. And I, I, I tell the young man, I said, whatever it is you want to do in life, nothing that you really want to do is going to be given to you or it's, or it's going to be easy. You're going to have to work for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith mm-hmm. without hustle, it, it, it just it ain't happening, man. It you got happen. to have some hustle. It don't happen. It's almost what you say, oxymoronic. It don't add up. It's not it don't. <laughs> it don't. I think the law was the first law of alchemy is you can't get something for nothing. You can't make gold out of thin air. You had to That's give right. something for That's you to get that gold out of that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's all about the work that you put in and and and, and sticking to it and going through, it, like dealing with whatever comes with it. You know, yes, sir. Yes, and some, sir. And some to a certain certain degree, you have to be maniacal in your belief. Oh, quick. You know. Yeah, hey, okay. I mean, think of our ancestors. You know what I mean? You ah, you you take them and you say. Somebody being abused, being shackled, and they still in their mind say one day we're going to be free. We talking about it now, right? But you're talking about a bunch of people shackled and chained and um, they still. Having day, their spirits broken. I'm having sorry. Having their keys taken go. away from them. Right. You're going to watch somebody get hung and you go, we're going to be all right. I'm going to still, we're going to get free. You got to, she got to love her husband even when he been uh, uh, the you know when when they tried to take his manhood and mm. make him feel lesser, she still gotta love him. Um, you gotta love your wife, knowing that Mister may try to rape her. You know, you gotta raise your daughter, knowing that one day Master gonna try to come in here. And they still was like, I'm resilient. You understand what I mean? So, uh, if if they if if that, but you know, King, it go back to the earlier question you had about about when you you asked me about uh how do we get young men to see that's another thing connecting reconnecting to our culture you know what i'm saying it's 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 not it ain't cool to be black no more you understand what i mean okay once upon a time it was cool to be it's not cool to be black meaning that aware understanding and speaking who you are you can talk about it but it's not cool to be black it was cool to be black and that's pride people that have pride amongst each other don't kill each other I see you and I see me. So if I see you like you see me, you're not going to do that to me. 
because I know you got a grandmother at home, and so do I. And you got a daughter at home, and that ain't my nigga. That's oh, you understand what I mean? Yep. And the best represent the, the re best representation of me is you. That's right. So I can see that, but when again, when you remove and say, you know, your lips are ugly, your hair is uh this, uh you a thug, etc., etc., etc. If you listen to that narrative over and over again, and you have no other reference point, what do you become? What do you become? But if we tell the story of our ancestors, and and I don't and I don't do it in a I don't do it in a preachy way. I'm going to make it. And I have to say this, I got to make it as fun and as exciting as possible because I have to bring that same energy to it. I never did when I was in the classroom. It was never boring. It was always I, I, they enter the door with a drum playing. You know what I mean? Okay. They uh, uh, I do a, my poetry night it was always loud. Um, you know, it was at the same energy of hip hop because I know what I'm going against. So I bring that same energy. No, I didn't have a djembe in there, but I did have my drummer play Jay-Z. And then slip slowly but surely, they bring in djembe, you know, and they plan it. And now they bobbing it. You know, I, we can't give our people the medicine straight. You know, it's just, a, you know, you got to, they've been drinking dirty water, as the minister said, you know, you, you got to, when people have been drinking dirty water for so long, you give them clean water, they'll pass they, out. Yeah, they, and they won't know what it is. <laughs> like, what's that, man? I don't want that. <laughs> You'll pass out, so you got to, okay, here, stir it up as our grandmother did. You know what I'm saying? So, we, as you stay, we have to stay connected to our culture and being in the neighborhoods that we live in with gentrification, with uh, um, the closing of schools, with the moving of old neighborhoods. We not that that's a killing of history. You're not connecting anymore. Those neighborhood had memories. That's why you would say, well, you're not going to go down there and hustle in front of so-and-so because that's Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson was friends with your grandmother. They came from down south together. So therefore, that's a connection. And when you yeah. listen to them, they're going to tell you the stories. But when you're constantly moving them out and you're building things that have no relevance to it, so a kid don't care about robbing Starbucks. Don't mean nothing. That ain't. I'm just saying, that don't mean nothing to me. I don't care about writing on this wall. That don't right. mean nothing to me. But when we vested, when that's Mr. When we vested, that changed the whole conversation. Yeah. Because you know why it might not get robbed? Because it's probably going to employ somebody over there. And I ain't going to employ somebody over there. That changed the mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that, that changed the mind. The person who do that now in the community was a dope boy. He employing everybody. He's spreading out love to everybody. So everybody going to tell on him, right? Ain't nobody going to harm him. We giving our love over here. Right. right? He's sending here once upon a time, Right. And I'm not justifying, but that's what you, all it is, is just the same skill. So if I'm in a classroom, I'm working, if I'm in the school and I'm working with young men, I just did a group and they all came back to do this interview with me. So when they came back, you know what I did? I gave each one of them $15. They go lunch, right? Mm -hmm. oh, you may have to. No, I didn't. But I wanted to show them. You understand? Living right is good, too. Here, go get that $15. That ain't nothing for them to go brag about, but they can't never say that somebody didn't, you understand what I mean? I didn't buy you no gym shoes, but I showed you I care about your well-being. And he said, well, why'd you get Oh, he went out on me. All right, there you go. Uh, you, you should be compensated. I just wanted to show the young men they need to be compensated for their time. Okay. You know, and that's a part of life. 
you are compensated for your time. When you go to school to get a degree, there's a certain amount of many hours, right? You have mm -hmm. to have to be a, to get a two-year degree, a four-year degree, to, to get a master's. If you are an athlete, it's a certain amount of hours you have to put in. Anybody with success has to put hours. So when the young men came back, I told them, man, I compensated you for your time. You came and did an interview for me. You could have said no, but you did. I offered it to number five of you came. So here, I'm paying you for your time. I'm a hope that resonates so they can take that and do something with it with themselves. And that makes them curious enough to come back again. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, can't that's King, ain't that's the block? That's what yeah. the, that's all the block. Did. I gotta the give you a sample. Here. I gotta it's, give you a sample. Yeah, it's instantaneous. The mm -hmm. block, the streets, the block, it's instantaneous. There's no waiting to next week. I need it today. Right now, it to everything is that. So why come we can't turn this? Now, don't get me wrong. This has to be some delayed gratification. I understand it. But there are some things right away. Hey, you did good. I caught you caught him doing good. Hey, man, look, I know you didn't want to read in front of everybody, but you got up and did a king. Let's let's give him a round of applause. Yep. Let's give him a round yep. of applause. The next person can't wait. Yeah, I want. Oh, man, that was so dope. Let me put you on social media and show the world what you just did. Why would you do that, man? I got 5,000 friends. They gonna, you understand what I mean? Right. We giving them light for something else. So now that's contagious. That other boys like, hey, I want to read. All right, well, if y'all feel that way, next week we're going to have a group read. Let's all get down, man, see what you do. Did you read it? Yeah, we all read it. Let's talk about it. It may not have nothing to do with English class. We just having a conversation. But by the time we done, we going to have English class in here. Yes. Right now, we just doing it because... Our kids are resilient. Hip hop is the most resilient art form ever. That's a dissertation. Nas does a that's a dissertation, man. And 21 lines, that's a whole dissertation. And we all fail English class, but we giving out these dissertations with all the words, similes, metaphors, implied metaphors, uh, you know, all the language they say. These guys all dropped out of high school and they still able to articulate the struggle like never before. Mm. Come on, man. You, at its best, it's, you can't teach what they offer it. You right, using me? personifications and all that, oh, man. And, you Stop. know, double entendres and everything. Come on, Come on man. And that's a, and you just do this together. You ain't go to class for this, no, no. You can't, no. I ain't go to class for this. I sat at home and I learned. I read these books. So give me something for it, man. So our boys are brilliant. Our young people are brilliant, man. We just have to, uh, we have to find. We're gonna have to be unique, but we have to find ways to show them black is beautiful. Yep. education is worth it um like you said we have to go back to being creative with it you can't just give them a curriculum and expect them no. to learn a lot of them can't learn like that like no. there are certain a students who can just learn like that because they because they, you're going by the book because they're book smart but there mm -hmm. are there are the other ones who, who who have to be creative you have to be creative yeah. with them and, and, and figure out different ways for them to learn and it may yeah. take them a little bit of time yeah. Yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with them at all no. No. your poetry your poetry mm-hmm mm -hmm. Did you ever expect your poetry to be something so of note that it would it would travel the lens that it has? Okay. Yes and no. Okay. The no was because I didn't know an environment to grow in. I didn't think there was a place for me in doing that. Okay. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't to our, a poet came to our school. And I remember like, damn, I think I can do that. I started reading Langston Hughes and different things. But when I moved to Milwaukee, 
And um, I met the poets down here and we created this open mic and I'm a hundred people showed up for the open mic. First time they ever had a hundred some people. And I remember like saying, we got something like we got something. I don't know exactly what it is. And I said, if we do it right, this poetry will rival what Def Jam is. So every week, well, I had the poetry unplugged, said every week on a Tuesday night, I averaged no less than 150 people for poetry night, for spoken mm. word. And they showed up, King, in line. And when it came time to get a, the first ever black mayor in the city of Milwaukee, the first time we used spoken word to get people out. When it came to organize against violence, we used spoken words. So each time we did that, I've seen it could be, it could be what it is. Now, if I can be honest, now why I say no, because I was a black boy on the West side, you know, and didn't think, you know, I didn't think I'd make it to 21 years. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, right, right. I didn't think I'd get it, you know, make it out to get that world out. You know what I mean? So I believed in what I did. I just didn't think that I would get past, you know, you see it. You know, my father got killed when I was a boy. My grandfather died young. Uh, a lot of men in my family died young and a lot of people I know. So you understand what I mean? What yeah. would make me so exceptional that I would get out? Yeah. And the poetry is 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 one of those things where people are doing it, but you're not hearing a lot about it unless the poets are being invited to to come to uh studios and, and be a part mm -hmm. of a rapper's album or 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 mm -hmm. RB singers album or a jazz album or something like that. But uh the spirit of poetry is always something that I've uh appreciated and, and thank you and connected and love to connect to because it's someone telling you how they feel. Mm-hmm. And it mm -hmm. could be about a pen. It could be about a microphone. It could be about their daily life. It could be about the struggles of being a black man or a black woman. But mm -hmm. when you're listening to that, that's their opinion or that's their mm -hmm. truth mm -hmm. being spoken into the into into the uh, into into the into life, mm -hmm. and, and they're they're able to uh, to say it. So I've always appreciated it, man. Even with me being uh, doing music uh, on a, on a hip hop side, you know, when I mm -hmm. do it, sometimes it's just lyrical. Or sometimes you may have to sit there and go, "Oh, he talking for real today." <laughs> right. uh, that 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 song is that song is for real. You right. Know, I I just maybe I just may do it a lyrical way, but when you hear mm -hmm. the when you hear the words that are playing, you know that oh mm -hmm. he, he being serious right now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful art form. Oh man, without a question. And uh, and for me, if I can expound on it a little bit, King, I think also we have to make it. You know, with our people, man, we have to make it attractive. It's just that mm. simple. Because, you know, the connotation becomes behind poetry is, you know, finger snapping, you know, yeah, yeah. incense. Incense and, you know, and stuff, the little caps yeah, you know, on and, and you know, black sweaters. Right, right. right. And, you know, they're not, they cool. They kind of, you know, I'm just saying corny, you know, I don't know. But if I listen to Nas and I hear one mic, I'm writing like that. I'm writing about the environment I'm in, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm, I'm talking about the nighttime on the west side of Chicago. I'm talking about the things that I see. So I'm not just going to write something to uh, for the sake of writing. They got to have some meaning to it. So I'm going to listen to Jay. I'm going to listen to, you know, uh, Coltrane. But at the same time, I'm capturing that same energy in the poetry. In the spoken word, we do in some of my crew. Uh, I'm not an MC by no means, but my content and my delivery is that of an MC, the hunger mm -hmm. of. So you, I just say to all my poets and artists, man, 
remember what we up against. You understand what I mean? Like, I make we made poetry look cool, right? Because I remember we came to the set and they was like, "Who is these?" You know, I got a, a, a you know, I got a, a, a Nike sweatsuit on, you know, and and some air. This is the early days of Nike sweatsuit on and the headband and, right. and I oh, came some regular shit. Miles, and I'm yeah. throw your hands in the air, you know. What I mean, I ain't no sitting down. You, I'm we and and, and I'm going right to the crowd, but you know, I'm tongue twisting just like every. I'm doing a concert like that, but I'm still doing smoking one. It's similar to like uh, we saw Tiny Desk with Scarface, right? Oh, that was fire. That was right? fire. So usually he got his beat behind him, right? Now he just intimate setting. So he went from rapping to doing spoken word because that's all that was. That's all it was. It's a spoken word set. Yes, you know, he took the beats and he lowered down on my block. You know, it's the same thing if I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the same way. So you just have to, you know, give that energy to it, man. You know, they was playing music like this and then Beethoven so that was the first part of hip-hop when you know he put that in there you know what i mean and here come the brothers from the cotton field singing xyz they rhyming and they can work like that so now it's a freedom song you know what i mean so mm -hmm. anything as long as you add energy they add a certain energy as you said they go on uh demon so man we go god you know what i'm saying Add the energy to it; it changes the changes the whole information, the with the delivery of the information. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, we were speaking earlier before I think we we started this. You were speaking on a book that you were mm -hmm. working on, or that's coming out. Tell me more I, about that. I have two books out, three. But the, I write what I see was my very first book. I okay. write what I see. Uh, this one near dear to my heart: "Sense of the War Songs for Black and Brown Boys." Mm. That's me and my dad on the cover. Sensitive War Songs for Black and Brown Boys. The novel, the new poetry book I'm writing is called Dear Black Boy. It's an anthology. Every poem is directed to Dear Black Boy. That's what it says in there. But the novel I'm working on is called 1984. And that's me in my days of Chicago on the West Side. That's the last, I call it the last days of innocence. Um, at mm. the beginning, it's 12 to 14 on the porch. By the time uh, I go to my sophomore year high school, I'm the last one on the porch. Mm. So I tell that story, you know, of, of that. I'm actually coming home to Chicago to sit with my guys. Just to, it's autobiography, but it's not just to tell our story, man. Uh, 40 years ago this time, I was living in California. I was living in Porterville, California. If you, That's crazy, Porterville. But it was because, King, and I get a little emotional, I said. I was wilding so hard on my last days on the West Side when I was in eighth grade. Not, my grandmother was like, mm -mm, "You, you not, you can't stay here. You know, wow. you gotta go." She, she not like put me out, but she's like, "No." So she called my uncle. And my uncle um, came and got me. I mean, I flew out there, and I lived in Cali for a year. And let me say this: that year, that just that being away from the hood for that year changed, saved my life. Mm. I definitely be being. I stay in Chicago. We not having this conversation. I I would have probably had a good three year run. I'd had a three year run at best, maybe. I probably would have definitely. I, I would even go as far to say I would have been in and out if nobody hadn't killed me. I killed somebody. I've been in and out because you got to remember I'm in the heat of it. This is the uh, early '80s. You know, this is when this at its height. The height, you know, yeah. That, that, real, its height. that that terror era. Yeah, you're right. Uh, my father was who he was. I'm off Pulaski. You familiar with that? You yes, know? sir. 
So we with it and I'm with it. I'm hoping to be one of them. And uh, matter of fact, the night before my grandmother talked to me, I got shot at and I should have been dead that day. The guy, for whatever reason, his gun jammed and my friend pushed me out the way and it bullet hit him. But mm. I just, she didn't know that, you know? And, but when she found out, I played the innocent, oh, I wasn't doing that. But people who was around me knew, knew what, what was, was going doing. on. Yeah. And, and how do I know? Cause my best friend is dead. Um, the guy who was with me is dead. The guy who I hung out with is in jail forever. And my last friend is somewhere on the West side, probably strung out. I'm not sure, but that was my four crew. I hung with all summer long. So what mm. do that tell you? What do that tell you? God, without saying their names, he's dead. So-and-so is dead. Uh, well, his name is in jail forever. And, other buddy got strung out. So they ain't it crazy. Ain't it crazy how that happened? You would lose yeah. all your friends to the, to to death or the penitentiary, and it'd just be you by yourself or with us with the same similar crew, but just the small group of guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if again, you ask if it wasn't, how do I maintain the poetry? If I if I didn't have my art and my writing, that's a, I, I was able to leave my neighborhood because I could write. Yeah. I was able to uh, survive through the nonsense because I could write. I was able to articulate what I felt, even though people uh, around me didn't get it, but I was able to express it. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's another, you know, it helped me stay alive. And because, um, you you know, my talent, you know, my art saved my life. You know what I mean? So. And it's also therapeutic. It's very cathartic. You know what I mean? I think, look, at we both got that story as black men, right? So we still need therapy. You know what I mean? We still sit with our back to the door. You know, we still watch what we do. You know yeah. what I mean? You still can be clean as all outdoors. But when the police come, you still look in your mirror. Yeah. You're still checking to make sure everything okay. Or you're staring still, them down. You Right. You still all, and you're dealing with all this. You still get money and you still, okay, how do you all that stuff? Still. Let me tuck so, this over here. Let me put this over me, here. Man. All that, you know what yeah. I mean? And you deal with all that. You deal with the fear of your child getting back into the life that you escaped so you can be overprotective. You deal with uh 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 this this world of supremacy, you deal with the people you care about not raising their bar, you deal with all of this. So even when we get out, we still in mentally, spiritually, and damn near physically, because yeah. It's so magnetic. So we got to have something to write, to love, to, you got to have something. You have to have an outlet. If you don't, you keep it in. Yeah. And, most and there's of a lot of scar. There's a lot of scarring oh. from, from going through that, you know? Yeah. It's trauma. Yeah. You go, and you, and, and yeah. we have heart attacks. We have strokes. We have high blood pressure. We have all of that because you dealt with all of that. Or you, let me say this. You didn't deal with it. You just like, you smoke, right? Yeah. yeah. Drink. Chase women, whatever it is, I don't want to deal with it. So my poetry, as you ask, it gives me an opportunity to uh, express myself. And it also is the healing factor because I get to work with other brothers and use that tool just to, you know, hey, man, write write down what you want to say. Just yeah. write it down and read it. And they'd start developing to, uh, we change the narrative. Cats want to write now. They want to do, you know, they want to journal. You know what I mean? So it's okay. That's why the book is called Sensitive War Songs for Black and Brown Boys. Haki Mabuti in Chicago, my favorite poet of all time, says that black men have to be sensitive warriors. You know, we have to be sensitive warriors. We have to know 
uh, to be, and it's hard to find a balance, to be sensitive, but we have to have it. And then we have to have a warrior that So, so we were talking. We were talking about being, um, uh, what you say, emotionally sensitive, or what was it? Sensitive war songs for black and brown boys. Okay. Black men have to be sensitive warriors. Sensitive. They warriors. have to be sensitive enough to. They have to be sensitive enough to deal with our families, our women, our loved ones, and we have to have a warrior aspect to be able to protect ourselves, take care of ourselves, and take care of others. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That sounds like it's gonna. Be, uh, I need to pick that one up. That sounds like one that I, I need. Oh to, uh, man, please do have I'll, on my uh, shelf. You can download the book. You can download the book uh, anytime. But if you, I'm, I'm the physical copy. I print on demand. Like if a school wants a, a large order, that's usually when I do it. But I only have a few of the physical copies left. Okay, um, I'm more of a physical copy type of dude. So I figured, yeah, that's all good. I figured yeah. that. I'm old school, man. You can't be mad at me for that, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm spending the money, man. That's all that matters, you know. I love the physical copy. It's something about just having that book and 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 being able to see the words myself. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I appreciate that too, King. And I moved in here so you can hear me. My apologies. I just because no, that room in the office sometimes it'll do that. But yeah, a lot of people want the book physically. A lot of people want the book physically, so I'm I'm cool with that, King. I can work on it. Yes, uh, actually, I'm a when I print the new book, I'm going to whenever I print the new book, I always print a, a certain amount because I'm self-published. I don't have a publisher. Okay. Um, and I'm okay with that. I like you know that's the 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 west side of me. I I think I can handle my product better than anybody else. Hey man, you'll you know? figure out a way to hustle it. You know, you'll figure out a way to get it done. I feel the same yes, way sir. about mine. It's only yes, a matter sir. of time. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, the new book, when is that? Is it out now or does it come out later on? My goal, my goal, King, the book is called 1984. This 1984. is 2024. So it's almost commemorative because it's 40 years ago when I was on in moved to California. Mm. So I'll be coming back. That This summer will be 40 years when I return when the book takes place. So my goal is to have it out by no later than April, no later than June. Okay. Okay, and that's my main goal because uh, well, that's why I'm going home now to work, sit with my guys. I've been we've been going back and forth. One of my guys, I just sent a lot of notes, um, of messages about that I was writing about it, mm -hmm. and he read it. He was like, I, "Can I?" He was like, "The way you said it ain't how that happened." I was like, "Really?" And he told me something. And I was like, "Damn, I forgot that." So you understand what I mean? It's been a while, though. You know this. Yeah, everything, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a crazy while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, but that's my goal, King, to get it out this summer. Yes, sir. Was there anything about? I think you said something about a TV show or something. Well, I just um. So I this as of this Friday here, uh, this after taping. But tomorrow, uh, I mean, next week, next in January, I start my new radio show. Okay. So uh -huh. this radio station here brought me in to be a live radio personality. So uh, the show is called On the Porch with Qua. Mm. Conversations around the culture. Uh, okay. I have this uh, musical festival I do called uh, Soul Unplugged. So I bring live bands, spoken word, music. We lock a block down and we have beautiful thousands of beautiful black people out there listening to good music. Uh, with vendors and all of that, we did call it called Soul Unplugged on the porch. So the city closed it down. 
So now I just take all of that and I put it in the uh, studio and it's on, that's what it's called. Soul unplugged. I mean, uh, on the porch with choir. I'm having conversations on the front porch. You know, back in the day, we was going, especially you come yep. from school, your front porch meant something. You yes, know sir. Yes, sir. A party could break out, park. especially if you're on the west side. A party could break out at any time. Oh, at the west side, listen, King, on the, you know, uh, your porch meant something. You yeah. know, what your mama say, or young, you can't go past that part of the porch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't go over here. Uh, you can come outside, but you got to stay on the front porch. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. everything happened. People got the girl, you, the girl braided your hair on your porch. Uh, the, 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 the girls jumped double dutch on the porch. You know, yeah. you saw everything on the porch. You know, your grandmother sat on the porch. And so I just want to bring those conversations back that we had on the porch with choir, conversations around the culture. I get to play music. I get to have, like, King, I have you on there. I get to, I get to promote us mm -hmm. at our fullest. That's mm -hmm. what I want to do. I salute that, man. I'm, I'm proud of you for, for being able to get the chance and, and to do that. And I look forward to hearing more from you uh, with that and everything else. Any any other endeavor that you have going on, definitely. Well, I do. Like I said, we do Real Men, Real Talk, working with Black men and mental health. Um, I, what I will say is this. It's not just the, what I got going on. I ask as many Black and Brown men to gather once upon a time, gather together, man, and ask these three questions. How you doing? Are you okay? And how can I help you? Mm. If we check on each other with those three questions from a text message or a conversation, if we check on each other with those three questions, we can really change and help each other in our mental state. How Are you okay? If you say no, then we ask you, how can we help? Somebody might just say, man, pray for me. Somebody might just say, um, um, uh, send me a couple of dots, whatever it is. Yeah. Because once we gather, it's, it becomes an emancipation for us. Whatever it is, I don't care. I, I I smoke cigars once in a while. If me and my guys get to do that, if you go to the gym with your guys, you can sit there and yeah, have some moment of a conversation about our mental health, our well being, our relationship, whatever. But mainly our mental health, because we can't help nobody until we help ourselves. That's and a fact. Brothers got a lot of trauma, mm -hmm. and we dismiss it real quick. You dismiss each other. Oh man, you all right? You know, because we, we've been we've been institutionalizing our own neighborhoods and and in our own daily lives to just dismiss what's actually wrong with us, though. Yeah, yeah. Get over it. You yeah. It. You Remember know? from a from a young boy, at least for me. It was a uh, don't cry. Are you a man or are you a boy? Well, action actuality, I'm a boy, but I know if I don't say I'm a man, I'm gonna get beat. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say I'm a man. You know, and it starts yeah. it starts there with yeah. things like that, and, and it just it just perpetrates and, and takes and takes its own life and it festers into something totally different. So you get these angry little boys who think they're men. Mm -hmm. You you know, King. If again, we own the handle of IG, right? Mm -hmm. If anybody go on there, and I gave this example, right, where they say uh, black men don't get to be human. This, If you can't, check me out. From zero to three, if you fall down, everybody run. Oh, my God, you okay, right? Yeah. That's the first thing. From five, from about six to nine, why are you crying? About nine to about 12, stop acting like a little girl. You're crying like a little woman. You're a man. From 13 to 18, we bet not show no emotion, especially with our guys. You bet not talk about the girl left you. You bet not talk about 
how you feeling. You, if your mama died, you okay. You can cry about that. If your guy gets shot, you might can have some drinks and cry. You are told not to talk. At 19, you and at 25, you get a little bit, but at 30, you get into a relationship and your mm -hmm. lady say, open up and talk to me. And you go, how? Yeah. And then the other part is if I do open up to you, then you're gonna tell me I'm a punk or I'm soft. Because you have been told not to. Yeah, I've been telling me for the last 25 years that. <laughs> so why all of a sudden, yeah, you expect me to open up now and, and tell you how I feel? I don't know how. I don't know how. We're not being allowed to be human. I've been, I've been wiping the slate clean every time something go wrong. Yeah. Black boys been told you not to be human. We have been told not to be human, so we grow up to be black men, but we're not black human. We just no. black men. Just soldiers. So that's my thinking. I ask brothers to do that. Don't be afraid of that vulnerable side of you. You know, yeah. you got to keep the man in you. That's no question. But you're even a bigger man. And then when when our boys, when our boys see us in that light, mm -hmm. we give them permission to be like that. Yep. We give them permission to be sensitive warriors. We give them permission to be, we were getting permission to heal. You know what I mean? Take your time to heal. That's 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 my main thing is we, you know, we as you said, what I got going on, I have that, but I just, man, brothers need to really work on our mental health, man, because we being damaged and we passing that damage down to our children. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's, and with the music and all this, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse because it's being continually passed down that way. And then you can see it on the actions. And then when they get locked up, they crying. Mm -hmm. And then when they get locked up, I need somebody. Now, if we can get it now and not be afraid, man, we can save a lot of ourselves, man. Yes, we sir. can be better men, better men. Just be, and, and last but not least, King, I ask brothers, stand up and hold hold your guys accountable, man. If your guy got children, he not taking care of them, talk to him, man. If he got a woman, he beating on it. If he got a woman, he cheat, man, to hold your guy accountable. I'm just saying, I ain't talking about you getting them. Just hold them accountable like fam. Can you do better? And if they say, man, I can't, and you know, can we help you? You can't help me. Well, can I get somebody to get you some help? You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever we can, we have to do that, man, because I don't worry about them. I pay attention to us. They're going to be who they're going to be. Correct. But me, you, and us, this is who I care about. I and know I, I can focus on us. And I'll say this for the young man as well. It's okay to express yourselves. To, to a certain group of people that you feel protected around. It's okay to say that you're having a bad day or you don't like what's going on in your household, in your home as a young teenage, uh, young teenager or adolescent, whatever it is. It's okay to do it, but make sure that you have a safe environment and, and safe group of people around you to do it in. Because if you don't, that's what can also ruin it for you. And you may not want to express yourself ever again to people. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we need the safe spaces to say these things and say how we really feel about the way mm -hmm. our life is going and the way the world we feel the way the work the weight of the world is on our shoulders and and man it's, it's getting hard this job is really beating me up or it's right. getting, yeah you know it's getting hard to take care of the wife and the kids and and, and have those type of safe spaces and, and we need those yes sir because what you don't want is you don't want the black man to get up and walk away from his responsibility yeah 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 yes sir Say it, man. Can't say it. Yes, sir. Um, and I'm only saying that because I know some guys who had a tough time last year. Uh, a, a friend of mine, may he rest in peace. He took his life. Yeah, yeah. He took he yeah. took his life. Um, he committed suicide, and I was very upset when it happened. 
uh, actually I was confused when that happened because I was there when it when it went down. So mm. I didn't I didn't understand what was going on. But then after that, he started looking at his children and going, man, like what got him to the point where a guy who was doing a really great situation, he had a really great situation. What makes him stop and blow his brains out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I never had that conversation with him because he was he was always frantic or he was upset about something. So he never really opened up. And mm-hmm. I thought like between me and him, we had that safe space. But there are certain things that you later find out like he couldn't yeah. he didn't feel comfortable with just saying that. Yeah. 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 It's a, if, if you get a chance, King, read this book by or it's a great reference book. Terry Williams, uh, Black Pain. It's called Black Pain by Terry mm-hmm. Williams and Cry in the Dark. Uh, uh, Me and Cry by Jason Williams. Are you familiar? Jason Wilson. No, sir. No, sir. I'm not familiar. Both books talk about that, that um, we we hide it. You know what I mean? It, it looks, it always looks good from, you know, the outside. Like, you got it going on, it's this and that. And then when you get the chance to sit down, you go, wow, this is what was really, really going on. A, a, a buddy of mine who was going to commit suicide said he wasn't, he wasn't trying to kill himself. He just wanted the pain to stop. Mm. He just wanted the pain to stop. And black men, or black people, when it comes to, th- see, you know, we, we have a real bad thing with ter- therapy and shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, But you got to talk about it. I don't care yeah. who you talk to. Yeah, talk to somebody. Yeah. And we have to, in the group, I have two therapists that come. Mm-hmm. And they are able to articulate the different types of therapy you need. It, you know, it's not just one. Because our stigma of what we've been told is supposed to be, you know, we tell them it's cognitive therapy. Therapy, You know what I mean? It's it's so many different layers of it and forms of it. And then, you know, there are black psychologists now, right? There are so many. And if you can't, black therapists, and if you can't find a black therapist that won't talk to the culture of it, at least if you do talk to a therapist that's non-color, you know, make sure they're color, they're sensitive to the differences of who we are you know what i mean yes so we you got to break the the that 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 narrative that therapy ain't for us it's for white folks therapy and keep this whatever happened in this house stay in this house uh 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 that's our business don't be telling nobody our business you know i don't know your guy's situation but his situation sound like many that we know you like Mm -hmm. now you couldn't i had one of my best friends deals with it now and I'm lenient on him now because, as I said, reading this book, Black Pain by Terry Williams, what she says, everybody, healing is a journey, not a destination. Everybody has to take their time to heal. Yes, sir. You know, if we play sports and we tear up our, our quad and you got a contract, they'll give you, he's out for three to six weeks plus two more, right? And we we'll applaud that, you know, but we got friends who going through something and we say, hey man, come on, man, damn. I mean, people, people, camera, remember this? People get shot all the time, B. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we treat, oh man, you know, shit. Yeah. P- women leave us all the time, man. Yeah. Toughen up, toughen up, bro, toughen up. Toughen up. We dismiss their whole thing. So it's a journey. I just, again, you asked me, I'm sorry if I ramble, but no, I'm, good. Really, I'm really a big advocate for black men sitting down with other black men and balance the group out. Young person, middle young person, middle age, uh, 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 forty uh, something, and older older head, and just 
and Bill. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When when I sit with my crew and we having a cigar uh, cocktail, I'm not just talking crazy. We really building. Like, man, what is it like to be 60? Oh, man, let me tell you. You got to do this, do this. Hey, quiet. Look, your health. You need to go get a prostate exam. Yeah, you very know? important. Yeah. Because, but but you getting that from older brothers. And I can say to a younger guy, oh, this is why you're feeling like that at 35. What? Yeah, this is this. This what this dog, that ain't nothing. This is what you got to do, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we having this conversation. And then finally, it's an 18, 17 year old there. Like, look, if you're 20 years old, if you save a thousand dollars from the next 20 years you're going to have at the end of it. You got 20. You understand what I mean? It's all that going on and we protecting each other. Yep. I, I really ask brothers to do that. Get you a day, man. <clears throat> Don't wait. Get a Saturday. Get something like, hey, every Saturday, man, or whatever. Me, my guy, so-and-so, we going to, it's the breakfast. We sitting down and yep. just be, we might start off talking about sports, whatever, but it Start. But we gonna have that conversation though. Yeah, we gonna have that conversation. Yeah. And when cats say I'm not, you know, okay. But there are some that's gonna say they are. Yeah. And bring them to the fold, man. So and sometimes it just takes that one or two to finally say something. Oh yeah, and and you know, as men, as brothers, you know, we we you know we fam, you know, we all familiar. So once it's moving, we lock in. You know, yeah. we start. Yeah, that's bring fam with you. You got yeah. yeah. The guy was good people. Bring him with you. Hey, I'm gonna bring my other guy. Let's bring him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Five definitely. turn to 10, 10 turn to 20. For you know, this is what we do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So let's make it, let's let's make it you know, let's make it a new thing to to talk and open up about what's going on in our lives. Yes, sir. Quad, this has been a great interview. Man, thank you. I, I appreciate it. This is awesome. Man, I love it, fam. You know, this is awesome. it, it seemed like we could do this forever. <laughs> yes, sir. And I, I, I want to end it because you got stuff to do and I got stuff that I need to take care of as well. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, sir, King. So I appreciate you coming out, uh, come, uh, getting on the podcast with me, doing an interview with me. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, so to everyone that's listening, as always, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. We are mm. done here. Hashtag, baby. Yes, sir. Peace, power, and prosperity, King. Salute. Yes, sir. Salute.